hey, look at this, an episode on a very weird day that you're not used to getting episodes. We don't know what day this will be released, if we're honest. But it won't be Friday, so... It will not be Friday, and it will not be Monday, because we're recording Monday. Happy bonus episode that you weren't expecting day. And not only were you not expecting it, but I guarantee you, you were not expecting such a bad-ass musician. You were not expecting this, that's for sure. (laughs) Normally, we bring you interviews of, like... You know, easy to listen to bands that aren't metal. Well, we got a metal interview for you for the first the time in the history. Right. Beth Ann, the metal person of this podcast, has been working so damn hard to get a metal person on this podcast. Not going to lie, still don't like metal that much. But I do really love our artist that we're interviewing today. She's super sweet. Their music scares me a little bit, but I can look past <laughs> that. You'll be fine. Hats on head. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So without further ado, guys, we interviewed Diamond Rowe from Tetrarch. I am so excited. How do you, how, is that, that was Tetrarch. Is it Tetrarch? That's how I've been pronouncing it. Well, we interviewed <laughs> T. That's staying in there. A-R-C-H. Interpret it as you will. <laughs> oh, God. We're anyway. that in there. <laughs> So I found her on TikTok, which you'll hear me repeat probably a few times in this episode. If um, you've listened to our other interviews, we've also found other artists yes. on TikTok. So get TikTok. TikTok. Follow is, us on TikTok. Yes, follow us on TikTok. But anyway, besides that, um, I discovered her and I absolutely just loved her from the minute I heard her tread. And we had to have her on. And I'm so excited to have our first metal artist. There will be many more. I... Bethann will make it a mission of this podcast to have more metal artists. As Leah stands in a corner, kind of scared as she clenches her stretch sweatshirt. (laughs) No comment. (laughs) But without further ado, here is our interview with Diamond Rowe. I'm Leah. I'm Bethann. And this is She Will Rock You. Where are they getting a dub in a CBS executive meeting? No. Bitch, don't touch my thermostat. <laughs> the ghost be like, hold up, before I haunt you, let me turn down the thermostat. Who is this band? We're on page one, guys. This is She Will Rock You. Oh, it's so nice to talk with you. I have been so excited for this interview. So Thank you. Thank you guys for having me. I appreciate it. Yeah, thanks for being on. So give me a brief synopsis on your journey to becoming the seventh best metal guitarist, which uh, props to you. <laughs> Thank you. Major, ma- majorly awesome. So yeah, give give me the the journey to that. I mean, it's pretty crazy. Like I, I tell people all the time, we kind of, we didn't skip any steps in our journey whatsoever. Like we, you know, me and Josh met when we were 11 and like we basically like started jamming covers, oh you know, like green day and like all sorts of stuff and just kind of like we knew we wanted to be in a band and we knew we wanted to do this for a living um but you know we were kids so it was kind of just like playing at the talent show and then Mm -hmm. and then playing local shows and then diy touring and it was like basically we did every step you know sleeping in walmart parking lot (laughs) yes playing playing to one person or the bartender or whatever um and it's been a grind, but it's been really cool because we like enjoyed it so much. And it's, it's, uh, what we've always wanted to do. So we looked at all the hardships, like a, it was a means to an end, you know what there I'm saying? You go. Like, and we just kind of, we kind of laughed it off all the time, but 
it's been a grind for sure, but it's been a lot of hard work and but it's been super rewarding, you know? Yeah, absolutely. Well, I love that you guys like met at 11 because I feel like in our research history, you either get bands like Green Day who met in middle school and it just actually worked out. And then you have bands that met in middle school and formed a, a band with a really like not best really band, dumb name, a really dumb band name. And then they just kind of move on and path. So that's really impressive, though, that you guys just kept at it. That's so awesome. Yeah, yeah. We definitely had a good like support system. We knew pretty early on like what we wanted to do. So it wasn't yeah. hard, you know, um, a lot of kids like especially it's harder sometimes when you meet a lot of musicians meet that early and start bands that early because sometimes they like grow out of it. They're like, you know, by like college or like, I don't want to do this anymore, but we kind of knew really, really early that we definitely wanted to do it. So, and it was good to have a partner like Josh, you know, like we both knew so early and we kind of took the journey like together from the beginning. So we were like, we had like a solid support system, you know, that makes sense. Yeah. No, that's absolutely awesome that you guys kind of knew your direction. That's so great. Yeah. And then Speaking of kind of like that time period, was there any like guitar players or bands that really inspired you or inspired you both to be like, yeah, this is where we're going? I mean, first and foremost, it's so cliche to say, but all of our favorite band is Metallica. So like, that's it fine. Is, you, you know, when when we started playing, especially when I started playing, like that was the only band like Nirvana was kind of like my catalyst. Like that was the first rock band I got mm-hmm. into. Mm-hmm. But when I found Metallica, it was like, I would watch Metallica and listen to Metallica only for like two or three years and just learn guitar to them. And so it was definitely them first and foremost, but then, you know, it, it ventured into like, you know, Pantera, like Dimebag Darrow or like, um, you know, Slash and, and Guns N' Roses or, mm-hmm. you know, like just a, just a lot of those kind of guys that I really loved. Um, I like Zach Wild. Like I liked like guitar hero type players yeah. that like ha- had a lot of personality and, were very good shredders but like you know they you knew them when you heard them you knew it was them so those yeah. were kind of like always always my favorites and kind of who I modeled myself after when I was learning yeah mm-hmm. I love yeah. that especially what you were saying like you find guitar players and once you hear them you know them I think mm-hmm. sometimes we lose that in today's rock like we just kind of make the same Absolutely. things it's very oh, vanilla yeah <laughs> there's really like and to actually like find guitar riffs like when you hear it you're like i can name that band i can name that album that's slash yeah and it's yeah. super it's super it's super cool like i, I tell josh, me and josh and like me and the band talk about it all the time it's like there's like guitar players today are probably so so much better than they've ever been like technically like yeah so good you see guys on the on youtube and you're like oh my god he's so good but it's like there's nothing that separates them from the last player you know it's like mm-hmm. slash might not be technically as sound as of a player Kurt sure. Hammett might not be technically as sound of a player as some of these guys but they have that extra it factor that makes them special mm-hmm. and like that's always kind of been myself personally as a guitar player like a bigger goal than just like being being technically better than everybody you know yeah yeah you, absolutely you can have all the tools in the world but if you can't put them together to make art then what's the point <laughs> exactly yeah absolutely and kind of like going off of that um so i discovered you on tiktok back in Mm -hmm. january and i was just like blown away because i'm just like this is exactly like the content that we look for and i saw you do a few covers of like gojira lame of god like some really i I, gojira is just making some really good stuff right now especially oh yeah always yeah and their Mm -hmm. new stuff that they're coming out with is just 
it, it, I'm really excited for the new stuff. But I'm just curious because these songs, as we were kind of talking, they are not easy to do. I mean, sure telling. I mean, I don't I'm really play trying. guitar, but <laughs> <laughs> so I'm just curious. What was your funnest one like learning to play, and what was the hardest one learning to play? So it's really funny. What's super funny about that TikTok thing is like I was like a TikTok grouch. Like I was like, oh TikTok. <laughs> and one day, like me and Josh are at home, and he's just like, dude, please put up a video of you on TikTok and just do it for me. And I'm like, why? I have no. Fo- I had zero followers. I literally just made, he was like, just make a page right now and put up one video. And I'm like, this is so dumb. So I think I was like on the toilet. I was like, you know what? Whatever. I like put this video, put a video up and like, you know, made my TikTok, put a video up and went to bed. Like literally. And Josh like knocked on my door to my room at like seven in the morning. And he's like, have you looked at your TikTok? I was like, no. And he's like, dude, you have like a hundred thousand views on this video. And I was like, that is so it's so stupid I would have forgotten about it like never looked at it again. so anyway this is funny you said that um that's so funny sorry oh you're <laughs> um, good but yeah so I would just be jamming certain songs and I'd be like yeah. oh I guess I could film it and just throw it up there you know but it was like stuff I already knew or had was already learning it mm-hmm. wasn't like necessarily for TikTok so I don't really they're all fun and I guess they're all e- about equally as as difficult or not so difficult um maybe maybe one of the lame of god riffs or something like that probably i guess would i would say would probably be like the most technical i guess of the of the batch nice <laughs> so what you're yeah. saying is you haven't solved the tiktok algorithm to getting famous <laughs> <laughs> i guess i guess not no <laughs> it, it, you know tiktok it's a wild as, world. as i would say an older millennial tiktok both can be the most entertaining thing but it fools you because you're like, I can make that stupid shit and two songs become famous. And then you post them and it's and like, you don't No, <laughs> it has not chosen you. <laughs> it's actually pretty cool because TikTok has way more of a um, organic like reach than yeah. any other platform. So like if you put up a video, you could get thousands and thousands of thousands of views on it versus like if you do it on Instagram or somewhere else, you know, you're not going to have that much of a reach as TikTok. So I right. think that's why a lot of like artists are kind of like switching to that or starting to pay more attention to TikTok yeah. because of that. I mm-hmm. will say from like a podcast perspective, it's very good for like fi- scouting new oh, talent yeah. and just find just in general finding new music. You're a third TikTok artist, yeah. I think, that we found yeah. from TikTok. So. Yeah. Yeah. That's really cool. So, <laughs> I mean, it just it helps us find awesome artists like you guys. Um, so I guess, Hey, whatever works. Yeah, absolutely. So one thing, you know, cause like I was saying, I found you on TikTok, and I'm like, this is awesome. You know, one thing me and Leah really strive for in our podcast is, you know, cause we're two women in rock and roll talking about rock and mm-hmm. roll and we love to highlight, um, women in rock and roll. So just in, if you're open to talking about this in your own words and experience, why is visibility? And I would say, especially in the metal scene or just rock in general, why is that important? You know, I mean, it's interesting because I, I feel like I kind of like accidentally got to this spot and it, because like, I was always like really like into stuff that was not like part of like my demographic. Like I was into like hockey and motocross and skateboarding and just shit like that. I just had no business being into, but I loved it, you know, fishing. And now like when I found metal, it just like made sense. But like when I started playing, I was very much like, oh I just I want to be like Kirk Hammond I want to be like Dime McDowell like I never thought of myself as any different Mm -hmm. until like a little further in our career and people 
people started saying like, oh, you know, you don't see like people like you a lot or like what you're doing in this genre. Like you just don't see that. And then I started having to think about that a lot. You know, like I grew up in like a very like white environment, went to private school with a bunch of rich white kids. Like it's just like I was around Mm -hmm. just white kids all the time. So I didn't pay attention to that very much. But um, as we progressed, you know, I got I get a lot of messages now from, you know, different minorities and women and all sorts of things who are like, you know, you've made me feel comfortable and liking this kind of music. Wow. You know, like I get made, made fun of at school all the time. People say I like white music and all this stuff, but like, you know, I can show them you or I can listen to you and like, I don't feel like I'm doing something wrong, you know? Mm-hmm. And so that made me kind of be like, wow, that's crazy because I never even thought about it that way or that people kind of struggle with that. Like I've always yeah. been very like sure of myself and always like had a very like I was okay with being different I was just always like very strong-willed so like if anyone made any comment like oh you listen to white music I'd laugh and be like proud of it you know like whatever <laughs> it didn't bother me but it, it's good to know that like the representation that I give you know helps a lot of people um and I think it and, and others too like, it helps you know it, it lets whether it's like a kid that wants to start playing an instrument him mm-hmm. or herself you know they can feel like okay like diamond does it or xyz does it like i can do it too or even if it's just listening and feeling comfortable at shows or you know in festivals and stuff like that however it's definitely important i think yeah i love that i love mm-hmm. that answer and one of the things like we talk about sometimes is the elitism that sometimes comes with rock music especially when you start breaking down subgenres like oh i only listen to metalcore i only listen to thrash and, you know, just having that representation of, hey, I listen to what I like mm-hmm. is just mm-hmm. so crucially important. So, oh, yeah. And, and like, I'm, you know, I'm very much like a metalhead. Like, I love metal. It's what I listen to 98% of the time. Yeah. But, you know, I listen, I listen to everything from freaking country to, you know, hip hop to yeah. alternative to whatever. I can find something that I like. Um, mm-hmm. but metal is definitely my thing, you know, you'll more, more likely than not, that's what I'll be. Yeah, damaged, so. I get it. <laughs> <laughs> so to talk about Tetrarch real quick, cause mm-hmm. you know, love what you guys are doing. You guys, I, I love the new sound that's coming out of you guys. It both reminds me of, you know, some of like that early 2000s I listened to and bringing it into something new today. And you guys have mm-hmm. a new single that just dropped a new single and video that just dropped for negative noise. Yeah. Um, super awesome. And you also have an album dropping, which is even more awesome, mm-hmm. called Unstable on April 30th. Yep. That's so exciting. So tell me more about that album. Um, so with that album, we actually started writing it in uh, at the beginning of 2019. Um, and we wanted it to be an album that we took as much time as we needed to on. Like we wanted, we didn't want to rush it all. So we wanted to take as much time writing it and then as much time recording it as we needed. Like no mm-hmm. stipulations or anything like that. So I think we we started writing at the beginning of 2019. We went into the studio in October 2019 and we finished in February 2020. So we were in the studio for like four months mm-hmm. and like we were supposed to release it uh, like summer of last year. But then, you know, all that weird stuff happened, you know, COVID yeah. and everything started happening. But it was kind of cool because last year ended up being a really good year for us. And I think it was because we were able to really pace like the singles and put a lot into the singles and get mm-hmm. as much out of them as possible and go to radio with them and just like everything yeah. kind of worked out for us in the positive but um we definitely wanted it to be like an angsty record you know like very angsty kind of reminiscent of 
you know, like you said, the early 2000s bands, you know, lyrically something that people can relate to. Yeah. Um, and then just being able to be as heavy as we want to be, but also have like really hooky choruses. You know, we wanted choruses people can sing back and that were memorable um, because our favorite bands have always been like the Slipknots and like mm-hmm. the Corns and, and Metallica and stuff who were heavy bands, but like they had melody, they were melody driven. You could sing back to them, like people who weren't metal fans could get into them, you know? And yeah. that's kind of like how we modeled our stuff and we wanted to focus, like put focus on for this record. Um, so we're happy with it so far. So far, so good, it seems. Awesome. Well, I love that you guys just took time on it too. Yeah. You know? Oh, yeah. Oh, those are always the best albums. I mean, and the industry doesn't want you to take time. They're just like, yeah. push, 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 release, release, release. Yeah. <laughs> tour, record, breathe, maybe eat, and then go back to record, no, tour. You don't get to eat. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, no, we, we definitely, like, we're very much about, like, our, you know, we, like I said, we kind of have the mindset of, like, okay, we welcome any, like, you know, any kind of guidance or any kind of, like, you know, like, opinions or anything. We take a listen to everything, but for us, we're very much we about the mindset of like, we've been doing this since we were 11. Like we know Tetrarch yeah. better than anybody knows Tetrarch. So like, if we feel like we need to take this amount of time to do a record, we're going to take that amount of time to do a record. And like, it's really impossible for anyone to change, to change our mind if we know, you know. Can I just say fuck yes? Because <laughs> there are too many damn bands that get pushed around. I uh-huh. love you guys are just like, no, fuck it. We know who we are. And we're making a damn record. Don't tell us what to do. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, we, we, you know, my dad has been in the music business for a long time. He, um, since, you know, for the last like almost 50 years now. So like, yeah, we had really good, good guidance coming up. And like one thing he taught us from a very early stage, even when we were so young that we were like, dad, this is stupid. We're 12, you know, but one thing he, he taught us was like to always know our value and like always know our worth because like in this industry, it's, sadly one of the mo's is like making bands feel like they have no worth like that's how they keep them where they where they want them a lot of times so like for us we learned very early like okay we know we're worth a lot we know you know we know our band adds value to the genre to the industry so like we want to be able to do things the way we want to do them if it's going to make it better for for us and our fans and for ultimately for for whoever's doing business with us you know so we kind of keep that in mind, like, and we know that, like, we're valuable. So we try to carry ourselves in that manner. <laughs> you know? I love that. You got the best and, advice and the in, least, the world. in the least conceited way possible. Like, I don't <laughs> really No, everything you're saying is perfect. I mean, there's nothing wrong with knowing your worth. I, I think you just got the best advice. That's yeah. so good. So, yeah, congratulations ahead of time. Yes. For your album. It's also releasing a day before my birthday, so I will consider this a birthday gift. I cannot wait to hear it. Happy happy early birthday. My birthday was a couple days ago, so. Oh, that's happy early. Well, happy happy belated birthday. Happy late birthday. (laughs) Thank you. Thank you. (laughs) Well, we're so excited for that to drop. And do you guys have any, now that we're coming out of the COVID cloud, do you guys have any shows or festivals planned out? We actually confirmed a couple um last week or two weeks ago and i think they're going to be announced like next week so we are starting that you know the train of getting ready for tours and like you know confirming and booking things and stuff like that because it seems like now we're we're headed out of this problem for now um 
So we should be announcing stuff soon, but they're definitely in the works. We're really excited. Some good Fantastic. Stuff. Well, I hope you guys are coming out. We have a yeah. a big festival called Blue Ridge Rock Fest right by us. Yeah, yeah, so, yeah. Definitely. Yeah. Hopefully, if Fingers we see you there, crossed. we'll see you there. But <laughs> if hopefully we'll get hopefully. to see you guys around. Yeah, we'll be around for sure. We have a lot. We're we're planning on being on the being on the road for like two years on this record. So wow, wow. You know, we got. So everyone should be able to catch us somewhere. Good. So we'll see. <laughs> That's so awesome. Well, I'm going to turn it over to Leah because we like to do some lightning round questions. Uh, so how many guitars do you own and which one's your favorite? I own probably not as many as I'd like. I probably own like 16 or 17. And Only 16. I love that. <laughs> my my favorite is probably my newest one. My uh my i have a couple favorites for different reasons <laughs> like my, my favorite is probably my esp e2 that i just got nice. uh, ESP that just sent me um and then i have a gibson les paul standard that my parents mm. bought me when i was 13 so like that, that one has like sentimental value and i played it was the first expensive guitar I ever guys like a three thousand dollar guitar and i played it for probably like 10 years you know like that was the main guitar i played yeah. until we got an esp so it's kind of both of those, but I'd say my new my newest ESP too. Awesome. <laughs> uh, yeah. Do do aliens exist? Damn, probably. I mean, <laughs> I watched this thing about like how big the universe actually is, and like the galaxy, and I'm and I'm like, you know, they might not be green and like have antennas and stuff, but something is somewhere somewhere up there. Like we can't be the only one, so I'm gonna say yeah. <laughs> I, I agree. Uh, which oh. flavor of Starburst is the superior flavor? I think candy is nasty, so none. Okay. <laughs> I love candy. Fair. <laughs> but if I had to pick one, because I, I like orange everything, like, it would probably be orange. Good call. Good answer. <laughs> uh, what was your most recent search on Spotify? Uh, to be honest, it was probably Tetrarch to see what our <laughs> monthly listeners look like. And I think that was, like, on my way here today. Um, but before that, maybe it was gojira because they just put out a new song nice like that yep. <laughs> and then finally our signature question that we ask everybody if you were a cereal what would you be and why fruity pebbles for sure and not for any other reason other than the fact that i like i'm not a huge cereal person because i'm not a huge like sweet eater in general yeah. like i just love i love pizza and wings and just oh, shit uh -huh. that's horrible but um Fruity Pebbles was like my favorite cereal <laughs> coming up because it was, it was just, I don't know why it was so good. It's good. Um, so I would probably pick Fruity Pebbles or, yeah, probably be Fruity Pebbles. <laughs> Fair enough. That's a great answer. <laughs> for the record, there is no bad cereals. No. Well, except for cornflakes. That yeah, cornflakes are useless. Yeah, cornflakes. And I'm, I'm not a big Raisin Bran fan because I don't like raisins. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> raisins and cereal are just weird because they're sticky. Raisins in general, I feel like, why not eat the superior grape? Well, why do you need you a... You can't make grape bread. The hell who wants raisin bread to begin with? Raisin bread's anyway, good. Anyway, anyway, <laughs> <laughs> I digress. Um, before we let you go, where can people find you and Tetrarch on social media? Um, pretty much if you type in Tetrarch on any platform, <laughs> we should we should come up, but um, on Instagram, we're Tetrarch Music. On Facebook, Tetrarch, you know, you type in, te search Tetrarch. Um, YouTube, Tetrarch Live. Um, yeah, anywhere basically you type type in Tetrarch or tetrarchmusic.com, you can find us there too. That's our official website. So 
you should be able to find us pretty easy. And I'm under Tetrarch Diamond a lot on for everything. So you can find me there. Nice and branded. Awesome. Consistency. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Well, Diamond, it's been so awesome to talk with you today. Thank you so much for being on the show. And we just cannot wait to see hear your new music and see where everything goes for Tetrarch. Thank you. And thank you guys for having me. I appreciate it. Thanks for listening. You can subscribe on Apple Podcasts, Google Play, and Spotify. If you listen on Apple Podcasts, we'd love it if you left us a review. Special thanks to Death of Fawn for our intro riff. You can like us on Facebook or follow us on Instagram at She Will Rock You Podcast. You can also join our Facebook group. That's She Will Rock You Podcast fam. You can also follow us individually on Instagram at Beth Ann Tarpley and at LeahElizabeth.J. If you want to talk to us, shoot us an email at SheWillRockYouPodcast at gmail.com. And remember, don't do drugs.